Hi, and welcome to the Young Hearts for Missions podcast. I'm your co-host, Bethany. I'm your co-host, Elisa. And I'm your co-host, Anna. We are three young women who are passionate to see God worshipped among all the nations. Our goal is not to tell you what you should and should not do or believe, but we invite you to journey with us as we discover God's heart for the nations. We hope you join us. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to episode 10 of the Young Hearts for Missions podcast season two. So this will actually be our very last episode of this season. Um, and we really like our tradition of um, ending our season with a Q&A. So we will be answering some of your questions on this episode. And we are so excited. Um, and so, Bethany, do you want to start off with our first question? Yes, I do. Um, okay, our first question is, when you're going through hardships or challenges, how do you rely on God? I think my tendency is to think a lot first, and then I pray. But it should be the other way around. Um, but yeah, learning to just surrender everything to God through prayer, I think that's still something I'm learning too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think something that's a little bit unique about my relationship with Christ, maybe, I don't know if this is true for you guys, um, but I think for me in hardships and challenges, it's easier for me um, to rely on God than it is for me when I'm like going through really easy times or there's not a lot of challenge in my life. Um, so I actually learned to view hardships as a really big blessing and kind of like a little like push to like, hey, Bethany, like just just get it going. Like, um, yeah, just to draw me into closer relationship with God. Um, and so I think it's like when I'm going through the hard things because they're so hard. I just need God constantly, constantly, constantly. Um, and so I think just kind of like what Elisa said, just through prayerful dependence, I feel like that's something we talk about all the time and we talk about it all the time because it's so important and so impactful to our spiritual lives. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you, Bethany, too. Um, for me, when I look back at my life, I think it's in the hard moments that I actually feel closer to God. And so sometimes, you know, in the hard moments and the challenges, I'm like asking God, like, why do I have to go through this? I love asking the question why. And it's just like, you know, um, I mean, it's like, it just means, you know, I'm not like surrendering in a sense. Right. Um, but after I walk out of it, or even when I see like how God is with me, it's actually so encouraging. And I start thanking God for, the challenges for the hard moments, because if it's through these challenges that I can get to know more of God's heart, that I can finally listen, you know, to what God wants to say to me, um, then like, I thank God for these moments. Cause I think what I've noticed over the years too, is that my heart is just so hard. Sometimes it's so stubborn and it like takes these like challenges for me to finally wake up and listen, you know, and start to depend on God. Um, but yeah, Elisa, I also agree with you too. Prayer is so important. I think, um, when I start to be honest with God, like tell him whatever is on my mind, whatever I'm going through, um, 
like I feel closer to God too and it's not like I'm like somehow you know cleaning up my life and then coming before God but I'm just coming to him as I am and I think that first shows that like I really do need him but that um that only he can really help us in challenging times like we can't even help ourselves sometimes you know what I mean and so it's just yeah so I do thank God for challenges even though it's it's hard sanctification is hard sometimes you know yeah I love the attitude of thankfulness I think that's really important throughout all of it is like not only do we need to have a spirit of prayerful dependence but it's also a spirit of thanksgiving of knowing that like he's working and the circumstances that we're going through and knowing that yeah it's kind of all in his hands and we don't have anything to fear or be worried about and then we should be thankful for that protection yeah and I think in no way I'm like saying this to say like it in a sense like the situation itself is not hard like it's still hard and it, I think it's just we have a different like mindset and a perspective going in right it's I thought about like the quote that Elizabeth Elliot says it's like mm-hmm. it's not oh it's Christ the secret is is Christ in me not me in a different set of circumstances mm-hmm. right and it's yeah so I definitely think having that attitude of thanksgiving is so like god-given like I can't find mm-hmm. that in myself you know and so yeah mm, so good okay second question um what are ways you can approach the topic of christianity to non-religious friends or family while being respectful to their own beliefs and experiences um or to be able to invite them to learn more about god mm-hmm. that's a really good question Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, Anna, did you have something there? Do you want me to answer first? <laughs> um, you can go first. I don't mind. <laughs> okay. Um, so I think the biggest thing here that I've been learning is that it's really, really important to have a passion for evangelism. Mm. Um, but it's also really important to not only see like direct evangelism as mm-hmm. um, part of the process of sharing the gospel with them. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think a lot of times it can look like, or we can want it to look like just telling them the gospel um, or seeing people as projects. I think that's another issue that needs to be confronted. Um, but really seeing this person as a soul, like with a life and as a child who God loves with all of his heart and who wants to come to know them to himself. And um, really seeing the long term, I think that is another thing is like being willing to have this long term relationship with them and being willing to pour into them time after time after time, especially when they're coming from different religious backgrounds, um, especially cross culturally, that is super important of like really playing the long game of like not doing it also just for the purpose of evangelism, but really, really getting to know and love that person and for who they are um, as well. So mm-hmm. that's what I have to say about that. First thing I think 
is to pray for whoever you're about to talk to, because only God can change their hearts. Um, and God can use your words, but you need to, you need to pray for that person, you know, um, and ask the spirit for help. But I think for me, what I've actually been learning recently is, um, well, actually just, you know, being in what's called like, you know, having conversations with people in public, it's just like being like natural about it. It's like asking people like, Hey, how was your weekend? And then like mention, Oh, like I, I had a church event this weekend or something. Or I think the other day, like I was being asked about like, um, like professional clothes or something. And I was like, Oh, I have formal clothes because I wear them to church every Sunday. And so I actually have mm -hmm. some formal clothes. I think in your day-to-day -day interactions, there's definitely opportunities to um, um, like live your faith vocally. I think, um, I don't know. I don't know if I'm making sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's that fine line between being intentional, but also like being, um, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, I agree that there's so many ways to connect with people and because it's so different um, I think it's important to be constantly in prayer throughout the conversation to yeah. just reminding ourselves that okay we need to rely on God for what to say and um, yeah Bethany just now you're talking about long-term relationships sometimes it's it's easy to think that to feel bad that I'm not talking about the gospel and I'm after knowing this person for a long time but then just realizing that um yeah god can work in a short time he can work in a long time and mm -hmm. to see them to really get to know the people first i think mm -hmm. um asking a lot of questions can be helpful to understand where they are coming from too mm -hmm. um because uh, i don't know i think People come to uh, certain views about religion for a reason. And so listening to their reasoning behind that, I think, helps us get to know them more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think also in more of a cross-cultural lens, um, approaching it, like contextualizing the gospel, not changing the gospel, of course, but contextualizing it, right? We have like, Mm -hmm. all sorts of different cultures like the U.S. is more of like a guilt innocence kind of culture and that's why we really emphasize like the Jesus paid the price for your sins mm -hmm. part of the gospel but in more honor shame cultures it's like Jesus like wants to raise you to be his co-heir and sort of emphasizing these different aspects of the gospel that really appeal cross-culturally and that really like yeah cross-cultural lines that we wouldn't even think of like when I it's it's actually a book um but when I read that book I was like wow that's like so amazing I never even thought that the, I, the gospel is contextualized for my culture um so just being sensitive to that as well I think is important mm -hmm. yeah mm. um let's see next question during this pandemic what are the ways it has affected you spiritually and how have you learned to stay connected with God and friends and family? 
That's such a good question. Mm -hmm. Mm. I think it's been interesting because, um, so I came to the U.S. about a year and a half ago, and my home country is more strict when um, facing the pandemic. And so coming to the U.S. has become, it feels like it's more relaxed compared to home. And I remember the initial stages when we were like starting freshman year and having to wear masks. But that taught me to like, like talking to people, even things like that was, it felt difficult, but then that taught me to rely on God for like small steps of courage. Um, and then the pandemic has also um, made me think about where my identity is found in because issues like masking, I tie them to my culture a lot. Like I would feel like, okay, my home culture, I should be wearing a mask, but I'm in the US and then it's not as common. And so I feel like, oh, I should be, but I'm not wearing a mask. Then the question behind that is, so why do I wear a mask? Is it because um, I have to? Or is it because um, out of my conviction of loving others? And so, yeah, just really thinking about my identity and about how I stay connected with friends and family. It's actually been a blessing because um, since the pandemic started, uh, Bible studies at home, my home church has been online, so I can join from across the world. So that's been that's mm. been such a blessing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think at the very beginning, it like circa March twenty twenty, which seems like so long ago. It's like a completely different time, um, but. I think it was really difficult for me spiritually because I was sort of in a place where I had my relationship with God and I was secure in it, but I was also just doing so many other things with my life that it was mm. very tempting to like find a lot of my value in that, even though I knew I should have been finding my value in who I was in Christ. And so mm. it was a process of learning that my worth isn't defined by what I'm doing or the things I'm involved in because God just took all of it away and I wasn't able to do barely any of it and I was like okay if I don't have this then like my only worth is in Christ and so it was this learning process of knowing mm -hmm. and really having my identity secured of like this is who I am and this is the only thing that's unchanging in a world that is going into absolute chaos that I can't even comprehend I still think to myself every day how is this even happening um, mm -hmm. but just knowing that like God is secure and because he is secure I am secure in him it's mm -hmm. like the most comforting thing um, that I could have possibly encountered during that time and I'm really grateful for it honestly mm -hmm. I think for me, it was also um, just a reminder that God is in control. I know it's something that I think it's a very familiar phrase, but I think with the pandemic came a ton of uncertainties, right? Like I wasn't even sure if like, you know, like when I would get 
COVID or um, what, yeah, it's just there's a lot of uncertainties that came with the pandemic, but I think it's just learning to surrender and trust and to realize that, wow, like I am really not in control. Um, but I think on the other hand, like through the pandemic, I think I had more like just times of, I think silence and solitude, I think, cause I was like home more with, um, with when we were like, when I was sent home from, from school um, during when COVID first started. Um, but I think there's another thing that was really important was like when our church services went online, um, I was also really reminded is that God is not limited to a building. Like he is still, his presence is not limited to a geographic location. Like just because, you know, we're worshiping online, um, like God is still there. And so I think it's just, I don't know, learning different characteristics about God that maybe if there wasn't a pandemic would be, you know, harder to, you know, learn about that, I guess. Yeah. And then spending time with friends, definitely more intentionality because I'm like very much a whole body. So like, like quarantine for me is like staying home. Right. And I just like love <laughs> staying home. And so it's like, I need to like have more intentionality when I go like meet with people. Um, but hearing like stories of what people are going through during the pandemic, like it's, it's, it's hard stuff, you know? And um, yeah. Yeah. okay next question is when you find yourself idolizing human creations or worldly possessions rather than praising god himself how do you overcome these obstacles mm. wow mm. that's deep <laughs> i feel like i'm still learning this every day <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yeah. I think just now, Bethany, you were mentioning about, oh, Bethany or Anna, you're mentioning about how, like, when we come to God, we don't have to be perfect. We can just come to Him as we are. And so when we find ourselves in these situations, or when I find myself in these situations, when I'm idolizing um, worldly things, then just being able to, like, come to God to repent mm -hmm. and to turn to him and it's like a constant constant process um mm -hmm. yeah so that i don't know yeah definitely still a learning process mm -hmm. and then uh recently my church has a bible quiz ministry and so we've been memorizing scripture mm -hmm. and um and it's so cool because the chapter that i memorized was matthew 6 and it's a chapter with the mm -hmm. verse, do not start now yourselves treasures um, on earth. And so when these like situations when I'm idolizing other things come up, it's so cool how like these verses just pop up. So like mm -hmm. maybe finding ways to memorize scripture beforehand so that mm -hmm. um, God can equip us with the word to um to face temptation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was also thinking about, I think was that last week's episode when my fiance came to share, um, 
I think many times like now being in a relationship I can be tempted to idolize him um because like you know it's just like um I don't know if I need to keep describing it but you know like I can <laughs> idolize him you know like place mm-hmm. all my like you know um joy or satisfaction and like being with him right but like for both of us we always have to come back to what we learned in our singleness and that is only God can really satisfy us only God can complete us and bring us that joy that like none of us can bring each other you know um because we've also realized like until we've like received God's love um tasted and seen like God's love then can we actually reflect that love to one another? And so it's, for me, it's like, um, well, first, I think it really takes silence to search my heart, you know, to see what I'm idolizing. Because if my mind is always busy and I'm like doing things, like um, it's easy for me to miss that, you know? Um, But if I take time to just sit in silence, reflect on my motives, really dig at like, what is, why am I living for something? Or why am I like working towards a certain thing? Like if you dig deep enough and see your motives, like some, a lot of times it does come down to idolatry, you know? And so, um, yeah. So I think, I think something that I've prayed is that, that God would grow my love for him first. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's so good. I'm like sitting here, like taking mental notes of what to do. (laughs) Um, um, As you were talking about Matthew 6, I was reminded of like the second portion of that chapter, I think, that says like, um, do not be anxious about anything for like the Lord your God will provide all of your needs and Mm -hmm. all of these things will be That's one of the verses. The next verse says, seek first the kingdom of God and all these things will be added to you. I don't have it sitting in front of me, but that's basically what it says. <laughs> and I'm just thinking of like how easy it is for me to be anxious about those things and how when I'm really anxious about something, that's when I know that I'm idolizing it. It's like I'm really anxious about this friendship or I'm really anxious about mm. this academic thing or anything else, just balancing everything. I'm like, okay, I need to like re to seek first the kingdom of God and that's it and all these things will be added to me because that really just yeah I I, th- I, ha- I hesitate to say it like fixes anything immediately but um I definitely think when we really have like a secured hope trust in the Lord and we are truly seeking first the kingdom of God we do have a, this like deep rooted sense of satisfaction that all these things will be added to us. Mm. Mm, I really like that. Mm. Mm. Okay, next question. Um, so this person wrote, recently I've been learning to rely more on God's trust and plans for me. Are there experiences that you have gone through that have reminded you of God's trust and his plans for you? Mm. 
I know where, where to begin where to begin <laughs> yeah I feel like in my life a lot like God has been teaching me trust a lot because I'm <laughs> to put it shortly I'm a very anxious person and I really like control <laughs> of like what's going to happen and I really like to plan out my life you know and so like my day-to-day schedule you know my google calendar is like oh, nice yeah. and like packed but um you know in all seriousness like it's something that God has been teaching me for a while is just trust and it's when I think about it, it's like trust is actually a really beautiful thing. Like, you know, when we talk about it, like I was, I think reflecting on my own, it's like, why is it so hard for me to just surrender to God sometimes? Like if I surrender it to God, I'm taking it out of my hands. It's just so uncertain and so unstable. And I'm putting it into God's hands and God is sovereign in control of everything, you know? And I think what it comes down to is I want control. I want to know what's going to happen. You know, I'm not like, um, I don't know. It, there's, yeah, I think trust is really just acknowledging that God, whatever happens, like, I know that your ways are better than mine and that you are good. And sometimes like, if I'm being real honest with myself, when it's so hard for me to trust is because I don't believe that, you know, or like, I still think, you know, Lord, like, I think I know better. And it's like, that's actually really, really sinful, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think more concrete example in my life is, um, okay, I should, probably should have thought about this beforehand, but <laughs> okay, even like, okay, I have two examples. <laughs> I should have thought about this, you know, I'm like going somewhere and then I like forget. Anyways, my mind goes blank. Um, first is like, even for me, like, um, like praying for my future spouse, you know, like that was something that I didn't really share with a lot of people. Cause it's like, you know, I don't, I don't know why we just don't really talk about these things, you know, but I was like praying for years and well, my parents, was, they were praying even longer. Um, and so just even seeing like my, like fiance, like appear, not like literally appear, but like, you know, just, like, it's just, you know, like, like it grows my trust too, you know, like that God is still present even in like my personal life. But even on the other hand, I think is um, um, there's another one. It was like, um, okay, so when I sin against God, um, it like affects me in the sense that uh, like I'm tempted to fall into like like self-deprecation you know, I'm like, oh, I'm so guilty. Like, oh, I'm so shameful. You know, like, like I fall into that. Um, but even like trusting that God's forgiveness is enough, that what Jesus did on the cross is enough. Like there's like trust just appears like everywhere, you know, like, okay, I think I should just stop talking, but like, <laughs> just like even when you wake up in the morning, you know, like that's like, mm-hmm. you have to trust yourselves, like, and trust yourself into God's hand, like through the night, like, how do you know you're going to wake up the next morning? Like we really mm-hmm. don't, you know? And so I think trust appears a lot. I think more than we think it does in our life. And it's really comes down to the attitude that God, I surrender my, I give you my whole life, but this life, you know, God has given us. So it, yeah, it's like this attitude, I think. I love that so much. Something that I've been thinking about as you were talking was like the idea of remembrance. Um, We talked about it at the end of our debriefing uh, when we were um, in Illinois with our like little remembrance stones. And it's a passage um, in Joshua 
that talks about like how they place these remembrance stones to remember what the Lord has done um, and how the Lord has provided for them. So that's something that I've been attempting to integrate into my life, mm. um, especially because I've talked about it a little bit this semester, just in my classes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, so like, not maybe not literally having stones of remembrance, but like having little things like physical reminders mm. of the goodness and the faithfulness of the Lord throughout how he's worked in my life. Um, mm, I, I have like that. a little necklace that's like has mountains and valleys just to remind me like God has brought you through the mountains and through the valleys like this mm. whole time. And he's been with you and you're like doing okay because not because of your own doing, but because of God. Um, and so just really remembering the things of the past and how he's worked in my mm. life. Um, specifically, one example is I did not think I was going to Illinois last summer. I thought I was going to France <laughs> and that did not happen. Thanks, COVID. Um, but no, it was such a blessing and I really could not have imagined a way for it to work out better. And mm. if you would have told me a year ago that I would be saying that, I would have that you were insane um <laughs> but just knowing that if god could work through my life um and as wild of a situation as that was then like he can do whatever he wants to do in his life and i'm just gonna have open hands to it because clearly his plans are way better than my plans are mm-hmm. oh that's so good okay yeah i think Part of remembering us, uh, I remember uh, when I was applying for colleges and so I finished applying and so it was the period of waiting for the responses and it was so long. And then, uh, yeah, I just wanted to know the answers immediately. But then during that time, I was reading Psalm 27 um, and the last verse says, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. And so, yeah, this spoke to me a lot um, because like waiting is not just doing nothing. It's like constantly mm-hmm. putting our trust in God and seeing how the psalmist did this, like the Bible characters did this. I think mm-hmm. that taught me to like, okay, you need to trust in God and definitely still something that I'm learning Mm. but yeah Mm. yeah I was also thinking too like like I think you know it's all like baby steps right it's like growth and we're always growing like even in our trust right and um I guess like an encouragement to our listeners too is like you can learn to trust God with you know something smaller you know um before like you know something maybe like your future like that might be really big right now you know in your eyes like I think also the more that we get to know God's heart I think also it's easier to trust too so like get in his word pray um like God is good he is so good but he might not do things the way you wanted it but he is good yeah yeah Something a little more practical, I might say, is just listen to stories of mm. like the Old Testament. Like read about the Israelites yeah. and what they went through and how God provided for them. And talk to your friends that know the Lord and how he's provided for them and like how mm. he's worked in their lives. And I think once you have this like 
knowledge base. I don't know if that's a great way to put it, but like <laughs> there's some, <laughs> all of these stories um, of God's faithfulness. It is like yeah. more concrete to like be really be able to trust him. Oh yeah, I agree with that. All right. Um, I think this is our last question for mm-hmm. this episode. Um, okay. Other than the team that you have now, um, what do you think about not getting to meet friends like-minded for missions? Mm-hmm. Um, I think... This is something that I struggled with a lot throughout high school, um, especially because I had a good Christian community, but it just, I felt like I had a passion for missions that was not shared by a lot of people. Um, And I don't say that as like derogatory or condescendingly or anything like that. It was just was not a shared passion. Um, And I think it's a difficult season to be in because it can be very isolating and it's something that we often feel like everyone should care about because we are all called to make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, And so to not have people around you that think that or they say they think that and then sometimes their actions prove otherwise, it can be difficult. But I think in that, if you feel like you have this calling on your life, do not lose hope. Um, And community is so, so important. And I pray that you find it. Um, And I think that if you're going through that, you should also be praying to find like-minded friends and community that will support you in that. Um, But also realizing that everyone has different roles and missions because not every single person is called to go to the unreached and go on the mission field long term but if you have that calling on your life like there is a whole body of christ that is probably willing to support you or at least pray for you and just kind of be there for you Um, so finding different roles i think is important Mm -hmm. yeah i also think like you know sometimes where um like if you're not surrounded by like like-minded um people with the desire for mission like it can be discouraging you know like um but you know i think everybody is at like a different stage you know everybody grows at different speeds and different times and mm-hmm. i think don't be afraid to share your passions with like the friends around you mm-hmm. you know like just like if somebody was passionate about like music or something like they'd be talking about music right like just like if you're passionate about missions like like don't be afraid to like share with people like you like you're passionate about seeing you know god glorified among the nations right um but also i think especially like when it can be discouraging to keep like praying for yourself that god would grow that passion even more um because there are brothers and sisters all around the world who are passionate about missions and you know physically we might be separated from them like physically I'm separated mm-hmm. from Bethany and Alyssa and it's mm-hmm. it's hard um but God places his children I think in different in different places to do his work as well yeah. 
That's such a good reminder that each of us has different roles. Um, yeah, and then talking about passion, how sometimes when we are surrounded by Christians, I think I find it personally, I don't know who else is passionate about missions. And sometimes sharing about our passion may be able to build some connections with those who are passionate about missions. So, yeah. Just like what Anna said, don't be afraid to share about your passion. Um, and if there doesn't seem to be someone immediately around you, then know that God is with you mm-hmm. still. And he has given us a power and authority to make mm-hmm. disciples of all nations, um, mm-hmm. not to disregard the importance of community. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Just a reminder of that. Mm. Yeah. I think also in the sharing part of like sharing your passion about missions, maybe consider maybe there's no one around you that is interested in missions or passionate about it right now, but maybe God has put you in their life at that moment for you to share it with them. Mm. And so just taking that step of faith and saying, hey, like, let's talk about missions. Like, what do you think about this? Um, Just reading scripture about it and just praying for the Holy Spirit to work Mm -hmm. um, for that. Mm -hmm. Or if you go on, like, a mission trip, like, coming back and sharing what happened. Like, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. I think it's also very similar to, like, sharing how God has been at work in your life, you know, like, just things that you would also share about. But, yeah. so good before we end do y'all have anything to add or share no no okay okay let's close in prayer then thank god thank you so much um brothers and sisters who are listening to this podcast who we may have not met in person but Lord, you know them and thank you so much that we are able to connect with them this way. Mm-hmm. I pray that um, in whatever stages of life they're in, that um, the gospel will continue to be so, such good news to them mm-hmm. that they can stop but to share it with others. And I pray that um, they may continue walking closely with you and also bring others along in this journey a lot. Mm-hmm. Grant them wisdom, grant them your peace, Lord, and your Holy Spirit um, be with all of us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you all so much for just walking alongside us for this season. Oh, I can't believe it's come to an end. But we will take a break and we'll be back soon. So, We can't wait to see you guys soon. Bye. Bye. Bye, guys.